Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys. This is the Cowboys Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Cowboys Wire editor, K.D. Drummond. We know that these games don't count, but they matter. And so there are players whom have the most on the line tonight. Hey, man. Ready? Roll them. All The thing that I like the most about the uniqueness of preseason games is you really see players get to play early younger players that get to play and you get to see them at their competitive best because they're trying to make this cut trying to make this team hey sir he said come back and get steven go back and get steven can we okay sure we can okay, okay. absolutely we can no, we forgot Steven. Got to go back and get Steven. No, I love. I just love that that clip, Katie. I mean, uh, uh, hard knocks with the Cowboys. It's been a treat. Uh, wanted to get your take on this right off the right off the bat. Great to be back talking with you, my man. But uh, first of all, you think Jerry Jones is eating this thing up? You know, with the drone shots of the star, the private helicopter. I mean, it is. Uh, it is. Just prime Jerry Jones. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit disappointing from a fan perspective. Uh, not because they're featuring Jerry Jones. You knew that that comes with pretty much any production that's going to be centered around the $6 billion franchise. It's going to definitely yep. focus on Jerry Jones. But uh, after a very strong start to the Hard Knocks season in episode one where we got some good intel, the word is, according to The Athletic, that Jerry Jones was not happy with how much was being shown. And so they've tapered down the actual quality football content that they were planning on showing, which is why you got a nine minute montage at the beginning of episode three of the star. Now the star is a beautiful facility. It is an immaculate, amazing facility. I don't need to see it on one hour of hard knocks when I'm supposed to be getting inside Intel on the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Right. It just, you know, then that could be something NFL films could do as a, just a teaser or something of that sort. But there it was. And then we got Jerry in the helicopter and then we got Jerry on the sideline and then we got Jerry talking to the fans. A lot of Jerry. And then they decided to give us a little bit of football content. So, you know, I, I'm this, this was kind of to be expected, but for all of the concern over how much of an interruption this is to the players, having the cameras around all the time, the fans should at least get to see them the majority of the time on the show. So I'm just, I'm just a little bit disappointed with what Hard Knocks has been so far this year. Yeah, I agree 100%. There's a lot of players that we want to see, and I just love the the coaches around the table here and that stuff. And it's hard to find a lot of audio of, like, Mike McCarthy and the coaches going over stuff, and, and that's kind of the meat of the show. But it, yeah. it has been fun. See, you know, getting to know Dak Prescott a little bit behind the scenes, right? I think we really learn about him, the person, a little bit. Same with Zeke, right? I mean, I was dying, you know, when he was looking for the baby powder. I mean, just seeing their personalities. (laughs) Zeke looks like he's primed for, like, a huge bounce-back year, by the way. I I think the show is kind of showing us that a little bit. But we are getting to know the players, but I feel you on on not getting that intel. Uh, I do feel you on that. But it has been fun to, you know, especially with Dak, getting to know him a little bit. The the way that I look at it is – uh, for those of you that are familiar with uh, a show called Big Brother, where they have, they have two shows per week, and then they give you like if you if you're an, an addict, you can go online and watch like a live stream of the show all the time. Cowboys fans would do that with the Dallas Cowboys no matter what. So we're going to be entertained 
we're going to be entertained no matter what. If you put the star on the screen, we're watching. But it would still be nice to get more of the meat and potatoes of what's going on in forming this team uh, during these one-hour snippets that we get every week. It just, it leaves you uh, wanting more. And I guess, you know, that's kind of showbiz talk, you know, always leave them, you know, wanting more. But we feel unfulfilled, and that's kind of an entirely different thing when it comes to this. But regardless, you know, we're we're happy with a little taste that we get, and soon enough it'll be on to the regular season. So there we are. Before we get into, uh, I want to talk about some of the some of the players, especially some of the rookies on the defensive side. I think they're having some, they're showing some things. Uh, but right now we have a bit of a COVID problem with with the Cowboys, Katie. So I'll get you to cover this a little bit. Uh, Demonte Kazee, Connor Williams. They're on the COVID-19 list. We know C.D. Lamb has been dealing with it. Um, Malik Hooker's on this list. There's a bunch of them, six players, four tested positive. Donovan Wilson, he left with an injury in practice. So there's all kinds of stuff going on with the team right now that's uh, a little worrisome, right? Because we're getting close to the start of the, the real games now. Yeah, so uh, we're recording on a Tuesday. Thursday will uh, – sorry, we're recording on a Wednesday. Uh, Thursday will be the two-week mark out from the regular season kickoff game against the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so they're running out of time. You know, on one hand, all this is happening at the perfect time because it's not yet the regular season. It's not the week before. Uh, and the Cowboys have such a high vaccination rate that a lot of these guys should be able to come back before the 10-day waiting period. Uh, if you're vaccinated and you test positive, positive, you just simply need to turn around two negative tests 24 hours apart and you can return to practice. If you're unvaccinated and you have uh, and, you, and you test positive, you're out a minimum of 10 days. Uh, so the majority of the people involved with the Cowboys are vaccinated. Of course, all the coaching staff across the NFL is vaccinated. Uh, so Dan Quinn should be able to get back out there soon. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a problem right now. So you have the left guard out, uh, Connor Williams, who is, for whatever reason, the backup center, even though he's been horrible through the preseason. They really want to make sure that he's the number two center so that they don't have to carry more than seven offensive linemen on the game day roster. Uh, CeeDee Lamb should be able to bounce back. We know that he's fully vaccinated. That, that report has come out. Uh, so he should be back as soon as he begins to test uh, negatively. Uh, but the secondary is a big problem. There are two known young stars in the Cowboys secondary. That's Trevon Diggs and Donovan Wilson. And they're both out and they're not part of the COVID protocol. So we don't know what the situation with them. Mike McCarthy said in his press conference that Diggs is out with a non-COVID illness. And then Donovan Wilson was taken off the field by the head trainer with, a, with what's now been revealed as a groin injury. Groin injuries for guys that have to turn and run, that could be a significant issue. Um, fortunately, the Cowboys did a lot of work in the offseason. Uh, they brought in Jerron Curse. They brought in, uh, uh, you referenced Millie Cooker. He's on the end, uh, list. Kazee, he's on the, uh, co- sorry, on the COVID list. Kazee's on the COVID list. But we anticipate getting those guys back before the regular season. But, yeah, it's kind of a, an, an attrition thing right now because also uh, Israel McQuamu, a six-round uh, defensive back that was converted to safety, he's on the COVID list as well. So they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel right now as far as who's available in the secondary. Now, again, two weeks until the regular season, they should be able to overcome this, but it is at some level a major concern to have a one position group so decimated right now. Uh, so, you know, just hope for the best and hope that we can get healthy because a non-healthy secondary against Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, uh, Gronkowski, OJ Howard, uh, you know, the plethora of weapons that Tom Brady has, 
probably not a good idea. No, no. It, it actually feels like what we talked about around draft day. We're, we're, we're worried about the secondary, but we know we're loaded at linebacker, right? And that's kind of <laughs> we're, we're still there. This is, we, haven't, we haven't progressed at all. Uh, loaded at linebacker, though, is kind of an understatement now with the way that Micah Parsons looks, the way Jabril Cox is flying around. Uh, I mean, these kids are going to be not only like right in the mix, but they're going to be playing it. They're going to be playing a key role, right? I mean, the Cowboys are loaded at linebacker. You wrote about this. You were also writing about Jalen Smith. He does. He looks slow, KD. He's wearing number nine, which means you cannot, you can't even hide out there when you're wearing that thing, right? He's, he's just out for, he's in plain sight and he, he just does not look good. And you wrote about how he is, um, He's a problem the Cowboys might have a hard time solving in 2021. But uh, what do you think about the young linebackers? And then what do you think about Smith? Okay, so let's talk about the young guys first, because we definitely have something. And I held this exclusive for you. I haven't even written it on Cowboys Wire yet. I held an exclusive opinion just for this show. But let's talk about the young guys first. Michael Parsons is already the second best Cowboys defender on the team behind Demarcus Lawrence. Already. He is phenomenal. The way that he flies around, he has uncanny athletic ability. Uh, He has the moves to be able to shake offensive linemen and get in the backfield. Uh, They can pass rush him. They can put him in coverage. They can have him chasing down running backs from the backside. He is a tremendous find. And I was not on board whatsoever with drafting linebacker because I didn't have faith that they'd be able to use him correctly. And I didn't know whether or not he could cover. They can and he can. So I've all all the kudos goes to the scouting department for circling back around after they lost those cornerbacks and taking Michael Parsons. Kudos to them. Jabril Cox is everything that they thought he was going to be. A lot of people think that if they didn't draft, if they if they didn't draft Parsons in the first round and they had taken one of the cornerbacks or taken Rashawn Slater at, at tackle, Jabril Cox would have been their second round pick. For them to get him on day three in the fourth round is just amazing because this dude seems to improve every single day in training camp and in every game. You're seeing a much better player. The problem is he is going to be blocked in the rotation. As I wrote in the article, the Cowboys are paying Jalen Smith 400 something thousand dollars a game, $7.2 million on the season. He's not going to be the fifth linebacker. There's just no way that they're going to allow that to do allow that to happen. Jerry Jones is too much of a meddling owner for them to put one of their biggest defensive investments all the way that far deep on the bench. So Cox is going to have to get in where he fits in, and that's going to be a shame. But one interesting thing that I noticed in watching, and I and I went into the episode of Hard Knocks last night, looking to see if it was going to change. One person that has not been profiled whatsoever is Jalen Smith. Now you have to think about the relationship that Jerry Jones and Jalen Smith has. Jalen Smith is the defensive version of Ezekiel Elliott. He is a person that the Cowboys want to promote as the face of that unit, the face of the team. For Jerry Jones not to be demanding that that Jalen Smith gets coverage time on this show. We've seen Parsons. We've seen Parsons talking to Leighton Van Der Esch. We've seen him talking to other linebackers. We get not a single word out of Jalen Smith through three episodes. I think what I wrote in the article about how difficult it would be for the Cowboys to trade Jalen Smith, that might be on the horizon. I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying I'm not going to be surprised if they are somehow working behind the scenes to offload themselves with that Jalen Smith contract because he does not fit with his team anymore. He is the slowest guy on the field when you're watching the back seven. He's faster than some DTs, some of them, but out of everybody else on the field, he is the slowest guy out there. And you just can't have that in a team that's going to be built around speed. That's a great take, so we'll have to pay attention to that for sure. 
if you listen to the Cowboys Wire pod during the regular season last year, we had fantasy football segments. We had sports betting segments. Uh, those aren't quite firing yet, but that doesn't mean I can't ask KD questions about fantasy football and sports betting <laughs> relative to the Cowboys. So we will do that coming up next. All right, my fantasy question of the week for you, KD, centers around C.D. Lamb. Now, he's going just outside the top 10 wide receivers, I think, in PPR formats in fantasy this year. That's around, like, the top 30 picks, you know, right around 30. Uh, and if so if you can get Lamb late in the third round of a 12-team league, for me, I feel like I'm doing it because I'm in love with this player, right? Now, the thing that stops me a little bit is that wide receiver seems like it's the deepest position in fantasy this year, so right. I feel like you could... You could wait. You could kick that can down the road. You could go running back. You could maybe go for one of the top tight ends early. You could go for one of the quarterbacks in the first five rounds if you want to, if you want like a Josh Allen or something. But for me, I've been targeting C.D. Lamb everywhere. I got, I got him in my Dynasty League draft. I was so thrilled about that. Um, I'm trying to get him in every draft because I feel like this guy has got complete bust-out potential, and it seems like he's been dominating all preseason when he's not out with COVID, right? So uh, what, what do you think about Lamb and his potential to go off? Yeah, if you're in a redraft league uh, where you pick new guys every year, um, I'm a strong proponent of going wide receiver zero, which is uh, the reverse of running back zero yeah. uh, or, or zero running back. I like this. Uh, yeah. Where you just don't take a position for this first at least four rounds because there's so many wide receivers right now. And getting a top running back or getting two top running backs has been the key to winning leagues in the past two years. I think at 30, that's a great value for C.D. Lamb. If you're going running back, running back, if you're in the first three or four picks of, of the draft and you go running back and then on come back on the snake, you get another running back and then the pick comes back to you and you're sitting there at like 26, 27 and Lamb is there, take him because he is going to be wide receiver one for the Cowboys. And that's no slight to Amari Cooper, who we saw in hard knots last night, put everybody in the blender. <laughs> Poor Anthony Brown for what they did to him in slow motion on hard knots in this latest episode. No doubt. But Cooper is Cooper is all the way back with his ankle surgery. Uh, I anticipate that he is still going to be the man. But C.D. Lamb is going to be a god. And that's all I can say about the potential for where he's going to be this season. Um, that, that's just how good he is. In 17 games, I see 1,400 yards out of him. Um, I see, you know, approaching double-digit touchdowns. You never quite know how how touchdown target touchdown totals are going to be when it comes to the Cowboys. But I see him racking up the yardage this year. Uh, so he, he, he's just a phenomenal guy. He's going to lead the team in targets. Um, I, I have no doubt that he is the guy that you want at your wide receiver position so far this year. Yeah, I, I love the zero wide receiver strategy. I'm actually kind of thinking about that myself this year. And if I can get C.D. Lamb as my number one receiver in fantasy, I would do it. And I would feel really good yep. about it. Um, yep. So that's I think we're both in line with that. I think I think Lamb's going to bust out this year. Uh, my sports betting question of the week for you, Katie. Now, usually I just say I, I, I pull up my app, but I can't I can't talk about the app. It's just this like it's just it's just like this thing that exists. But I don't really talk about it because, you know, it's it's not really a, a thing. Well, we can now talk about the app. It's the Tipico app. So we have, we have something that we can talk about now. So it's the Tipico sports betting app. Check that thing out. That's always a good sign. That's good for business. Yes. Where you can actually see yes. the name of the app. So, uh, <laughs> so we're using all the odds from the Tipico app this year. And for the Cowboys, it's a futures bet that I wanted to throw at you. Regular season wins over under nine and a half. So the under is at minus 140. The over is at plus 115. So that makes the Cowboys a, a slight underdog to finish with 10 plus wins. What do you think? You buying or selling that? 
Yeah, I'm buying. I'm going over. They're getting at least five wins in the division. I don't think Philadelphia and New York are going to be any good. They split with Washington home and home, whatever. I mean, when Dallas goes to Washington, it's a home game again, but technically home and home split. You're not buying uh, the so Giants, I think they go, huh? I'm stunned yeah, that you're not buying the Giants. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not buying Danny Dimes. I'm not buying him whatsoever. No, sorry. Uh, not with that offensive line and not with his fumble problems. Those two just can't they coexist together. Um so I, I would say five and one within the division uh, is very realistic Four and two at worst. And then so you're looking at the other, um, you know, the other 11 games outside of the division. Now, the schedule is daunting. They do face the uh, two teams that were in the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Um, but I think outside of that, the rest of their schedule is mediocre at best. They play a lot of teams that were bad last year, and I don't think they're going to jump up and be championship contenders this year. So I could easily see them getting another five to seven wins out of the remaining 11 games and going somewhere between 10 and seven and 12 and five. That's kind of where I see the Cowboys season ending up with the NFC championship, of course. Oh, sorry, NFC East Championship. Let me, <laughs> let, me let me slow down. Let me slow down. Yeah, NFC yeah. East Championship, okay. of course. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Cow- we got the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, right? So this is where we're at. <laughs> no, uh, so, hey, man, it's just great. It's great hearing your analysis again. It's been a little while. We took a little break there over the summer. Uh, so let's leave it at this, though. We have a little bit of time here. Should I be concerned about Dak's shoulder? No. Okay. Beautiful. That's what I have no. to hear. That's what I need to hear to sleep at night. So don't be concerned about Dak Prescott's shoulder. Nope. He's going to be fine. Not at all. Okay. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful, man. Hey, great to be back. Great, great talking Cowboys football with you, my man. My pleasure. Anytime you need me, man. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.